0: Time to get inspired, develop and improve your yoga knowledge in English. You're listening to Your Yoga in English, a podcast for non-native English speaking yogis and yoga teachers that want to practice or teach yoga worldwide. My name is Annie, the founder of Enga Unite, and here to guide you on your way to become the confident, effective and knowledgeable English speaking yogi you want to be. Today, we're going to speak about seven ways yoga can help you learning new things. So whether it is uh, learning a language, whether you're studying for a degree, whether you are studying anything else, it doesn't really matter. Yoga really helps you to learn new things. And I'm going to speak about the seven ways how... And why you are interested in this topic. Actually, let me know if you're learning something at the moment. If there's something that you are studying, something that you're really trying to get into more. Just let me know if there's something that you are really making an effort for learning at the moment. So, Because I hope that the techniques or the tools that I'm sharing with you today can really help you to make your learning journey more effective and more and faster quicker depending on what it is hello hello nice to see you let's start so i already said i'm really excited but i'm always excited i'm always excited to be here it's one of my favorite moments of the week, it's a really nice time to connect with you and to uh, share some really interesting information, at least that I find interesting, and I think many of you too. It always is related to yoga and learning languages, because obviously at Anga, Anga <laughs> we focus at yoga teaching skills for yoga teachers that are non-native English speakers. But today's training might be a little bit different because you can apply these techniques to anything in your life, anything that you are learning. It's all about seven ways yoga can help you learn new things. So two of my biggest passions, two of my biggest passions, learning and yoga. As a yoga practitioner or yoga teacher, you know that learning and yoga go hand in hand. They are not separate things, they always come together. For most people, this starts when they first practice asana, when they learn more about the body, the way they move, the way they, uh, about their mobility, about their body parts and how they react to certain movements. For other people, it could actually be meditative practices. So uh, mindfulness or meditation in itself It really just depends on how you step in on your learning journey in terms of yoga. But it doesn't really matter because from the very first moment, you already understand that learning and practicing yoga in whatever way it is, go hand in hand. Now, whichever came first. Whichever came first, yoga, meditation, maybe studying yoga sutra, the Bhagavad Gita. Maybe you studied historic texts. Whichever came first, you know that learning yoga is a never-ending path. It always goes on. There's always more to learn. There's always more to discover. And all the things that you learn at first will maybe make sense to you at a later stage. And also means something else at a later stage, depending on where you are at in your life right now. So it's never ending. It's ongoing. So practicing and teaching yoga opens up a whole new world. It gives you a new perspective. It gives you a new perspective on behavior, on actions, on knowledge, but also culture and beliefs. Now, it teaches you about your relationships, the relationship with yourself and the relationship with others, but also the relationship you have with the world as a whole. It takes you on a transformative journey, which often makes you rethink all the things that you have set in your life, all the thoughts that you have, all the words that you have used and the decisions yet that you made. Very often when we go on this journey, we will, have, we will create a new perspective on things and rethink everything that we have done. This also means that you develop awareness, including self-awareness. The self-awareness that we develop through yoga is something that we need when we want to learn anything else. It's something, didn't know, looking in between, soft of awareness. What do you mean with that? So self-awareness, the self-awareness that we develop through yoga is something that we need when we want to learn anything in life. And it's something that many school systems don't pay attention to. When you're in school, many classes are taught in the same way to the same students and in the same. Manner. There is no change depending on who is in front of them, but every student has their own learning style, they have their own talents and their own strengths and interests and needs. For many, either when you're in school or coming out of school, we believe that we're not good at learning. And we are better at memorizing information. And it sometimes actually makes you think that you are not intelligent enough. As a result of that, we think we focus a lot on what other people think of us. And we compare ourselves to other people's achievements, the things that they can and they can't. We look at our answers and our grades and kind of cultivate an idea that may not be realistic, it may be false it may not be accurate and not true. From my own experience, because I've been there, I also thought this way. I also thought very low of myself and thinking I wasn't smart enough. From my own experience, practicing yoga helps you gain a more correct and a fairer awareness of who you are and the challenges that you're facing. So self-awareness is a product of your yoga practice, which changes any false perspectives that you have of yourself and what you can and what you cannot do with this comes a total change of your attitude towards your learning journey towards yourself the people around you and especially in this case learning and anything or whether or not it's related to yoga this change of perspective means that you can eventually learn anything as long as you apply the self-awareness. So why would you want to learn anything? I believe that learning is one of the most valuable assets of our human experience. We continue learning and evolving throughout our personal and our professional lives. Without continuous learning, you wouldn't be where you are today. On a learning journey that lasts a lifetime, you probably experience a lot of different types of learning. Some are more helpful than others. And depending on your personal learning needs, you can adjust to make them, to make them more effective. For example, many school systems are designed to suit only one or two ways of learning, which might not be perfect for you. Or, it might be completely wrong. Sometimes finding support from teachers or colleagues to help you and to give advice and to share resources, that can be very helpful and it can be very useful, but they're not always going to suit you because very often these systems only have this one type or maybe two types of learning. Even if they are offered to you with the best intentions, you will need to develop this self-awareness that I also call independent learning. And for those that are on the English for Yoga teachers course, this is something I spoke about a lot yesterday. And I think it's really, really important that we know who we are, we know what our learning style is, what our needs are, the things that we find truly interesting and understand how we can find the materials to actually make our learning more effective And truly needed for, sorry, and truly beneficial for what we need in our life. So, this is why self awareness is fundamental. Really, it's you only who can make this biggest difference who isn't you only who can make the biggest difference in your learning so rely on your knowledge and understanding of yourself because no one else but you and we say this in yoga all the time no one else but you knows best okay so transferring the skill of self-awareness that yoga teaches you to anything you're learning makes you an independent learner That means that you can use this self-awareness to know what you need what you need in order to make progress and understand what you need to improve. And importantly, where you do well, what are the things that you're good at? So today I'm going to share seven ways yoga helps you learn new things. And these ways will help you stay on top of your goals, enjoy your learning, become faster, more efficient, more effective. And for the purpose of this training And because of what we do at Enga, I'm focusing on learning languages. But remember that anything of the things that I'm saying I'm going to share with you now, you can apply to any other type of learning journey too. If you would like suggestions or if you need help with any of these points, you can always send me a message on Facebook, on Instagram or just send me an email at annie at because sometimes when we get a lot of information we might feel a little bit lost and we don't know where to start and I'm here to help you if you want to and if you need to. So number one might be obvious but it's focus. One of the things you learn by practicing yoga is focus. It's one of the first things actually that you learn by practicing yoga. Listen to your teachers when they say find a focal point in front of you imagine you're in a tree pose or any balancing posture find a focal point in front of you focal means focus. Bring your focus back to your breath or focus on the sensations in your hip area when you're in pigeon pose. Yoga helps you to learn to not listen to the distractions of sounds, thoughts and other disturbances that are around you. And this can really help you to train your brain to use the energy it needs where you want it to be and where you need it to be. So this focus, this training of your focus will become a transferable skill, meaning that you can now apply this focus in anything that you're learning next, or anything that you're learning next to practicing yoga. Number two is commitment. And for many people, when they are a little bit further in their yoga journey, commitment to their practice becomes a priority. So commitment is a value. Whether or not you find learning something that's easy or challenging, whether you really have the desire or... So whether you don't really have the desire, but you have to, or whether you really can't wait to learn it, doing it anyway is a huge achievement and a valuable learning skill. So in yoga, many students value their commitment to that practice as an important part of their daily life or of, their, of this life in general. So many students value their commitment to the practice as an important part of their daily life. It's something that they really want to stick to, something they really want to do every day. It's a priority and it's their commitment to themselves. So their practice and self-care when it becomes a priority and this turns into their commitment is easily translated to any other learning journey as well. It's the feeling when you get on the mat on the good days and not so good days or the challenging days. No matter the distractions in your life, even if it's only 10 minutes a day, you're showing up for your practice. You're committed to your learning and your progress. So yoga teaches you, you can only develop and improve when you put in the time and effort. It teaches you that you're committed to your learning, no matter how much patience or hard work or effort it requires from you. Everything that you do within that moment will be worth it in the future. So this, you can transfer when you learn languages to facing any difficult vocabulary exercises or grammar tasks, maybe your learning objectives as a whole, the things that really intimidate you. This commitment that you have cultivated in your yoga practice is now translated to anything else that you're learning. So Anna, this is such an interesting topic to discuss. I'm just a bit confused to start, do if yoga is personal practice, do we still need gurus in in yoga practice and how find balance in it? So amazing question. I wouldn't say that you need a guru, but we do need people to learn from. Remember that yoga is a practice that is passed on from teacher to student. And many other things are passed on from teacher to student. The teacher doesn't have to be someone that tells you, this is how it is. And this is the way it's done. There's no other right way to do it. There's only one way. But in this sense, and in the sense of learning yoga, I believe that the teacher is there to open new doors to you, to inspire you, to give you maybe some thoughts, some inspiration, some ideas that you then make yourself. And this is why your uh, self-awareness and your ability to become an independent learner is so important. So the teacher really is there to guide you and to support you, to help you open up to new ideas, to show you things from different perspectives, to also challenge you and to hold you accountable. But it doesn't mean that your teacher needs to tell you, this is the way it's done and that's the only way. And this is very often what happens in school systems. And the big difference between what we are cultivating right now and what we see more of right now and I think also a big difference in yoga. And then, in terms of balancing it, This has to do with your self-awareness as well. How much do you rely on the support of your teacher? And how much can you do by yourself? Do you feel lost when you don't speak to them or you haven't spoken to them in a couple of days? Or can you continue your journey when they are holding your hands on the side, but you can develop yourself in the meantime? So then we have focus and commitment. Number three is immersion yoga is practice on and off the mat what you learn in class or what you have read in a book for that reason many teachers say that yoga is a lifestyle rather than it is a practice in the same way we practice yoga um sorry in the same way that we practice a yogic lifestyle that we practice it on and off the mat you can take your learning or outside inside and outside of the classroom so learning something new whatever it is that you're learning is a way of life and particularly when you're learning language, when you are learning languages, so consider your learning journey also a lifestyle. So whatever it is that you're learning, and especially if you're learning languages, consider it as a lifestyle as well, and bring it into your free time. Your learning doesn't stop the moment you have finished an exercise or that you have finished your class with a teacher. From there, it's up to you to actually make this your own and keep practicing in your in your daily life. So read books and watch films in the language that you're learning. Go to social events when you hear or speak other speak to other people in that language. Watch documentaries about the places that language is widely spoken or meet up with people who are also learning a language. Meet people that have learned it or native speakers, if that's accessible to you. And immerse yourself in any activities that you, expose your, that you can expose yourself to, to learning more and help embody what you have learned already. Yesterday with the English for Yoga teacher course students, we spoke about ways to immerse yourself. And they came up with really, really nice ideas. One of the girls is teaching yoga to rock climbers, but she lives in Brazil. So the chances that she speaks to English speakers that also are into rock climbing are very small. But what she can do is practice yoga in English that are on YouTube or with a t-shirt that specifically focus on rock climbers. So think of this for yourself, even if it's not accessible to you, right now here in 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 your physical space or in the country you you live what are ways to actually connect with other people that can help you gain the knowledge and embody the knowledge that you already have so it can help you gain new knowledge and embody the knowledge that you already have all right so priorities priorities no that was (laughs) that was all about number three immersion immerse yourself if you need help with this because I understand this can be a bit of a challenge if you need help with this and you need some suggestions also feel free to to reach out I've been doing this for a very long time so I've got a lot of ideas and they are very tailored or I can help you with tailored ideas to your needs and the purpose of your learning aims number four ways that yoga helps you learn new things number four patience that one just like focus might have been obvious but i do want to speak about it because it's a very important skill especially when you're learning so patience is a skill that you can train by regularly practicing yoga you will find that you have easy days And challenging days. If you're learning a language, you will find that you have days on which you speak very smoothly and fluently. And on other days, you stumble on your words like I am today. (laughs) And it just doesn't come out as smoothly as you want to. This happens in any language, even in your first language, but more so and it's, I think, more noticeable when you speak a foreign language. So you will also find in your yoga practice that there are days that you can come into any asana with ease and other days you feel tight, maybe you're tired, maybe you've done some other work the day before or you're just not feeling it and it's not as easy or not as natural. And some things just take longer. But your inner patience tells you when you practice yoga and you listen to your inner patience, it tells you that it's okay. If it's not today, it will be tomorrow. And if it's not tomorrow, it will be another day. This is cultivating patience. So working on your patience and allowing yourself to be in the present moment and accept what is. So having patience... Means that you're being that you're okay with the fact that something doesn't happen when you want to or when you expect it to. So prioritize the quality of what you learn and how you learn it. Worry less about the amount of things that you're learning. So how much you learn in a short period of time. There is no point for you to rush anything when you're learning. Because when you rush things and you just want to get it over and done with, it means that you're not absorbing your knowledge. You're not actually making sense to anything. You're just finishing your exercises, finishing your class, finishing whatever it is, but you're not actually... Uh, processing this information and that means that you will not be able to use it again. So also think of this, people will not ask you how many asanas can you do? I don't know anyone that will ask you how many asanas can you do? They are more likely to ask you how long did it take for you to do this? And it's, it's the same with learning languages they are not asking you how many words do you know in this foreign language or how many grammar rules do you know in this foreign language but they do ask you how long did it take you or what did you do to get this far so the way you learn to do something as well is important and the way and the time that you do, that you spend doing this is more important than the amount that you've learned in this time. So the same again goes for your speaking, for your writing, for your listening, for your reading, for communicating effectively. Learning something like a language never, ever... Never, ever, ever, ever is a fast process. Too often, students and teachers focus on the quantity rather than the quality. And in your yoga practices, you must have heard the expression, less is more. Less is more for anything in life that counts for your yoga, but that also counts for anything that you're learning, and especially when you're learning languages. So, number four, patience. Number five, listening. Like I said, yoga teaches us the connection of mind and body and it's teaching us to listen to both things so that they can connect. It teaches us to be selective and only listen to the things that really matter to what keeps you healthy and what helps you grow. And also what will serve you in your learning journey or the purpose of your learning journey. So, learning to listen to yourself is a tool that improves the quality of any learning journey. Listening tells you when to take a break, when you don't understand, when you have made a mistake, but it also trains you to listen for the good things. So... Listen out for new words that I used or for the great answer that you gave or for something that you didn't know yesterday, but you learned in a class. And suddenly, the next day, you see or hear that words everywhere. Listening really helps you to nurture and reward yourself. And this rewarding is fueling your next step because it helps you to stay motivated and to stay on track and to listen to your commitment as well. Then, number six, the power of imagination. Think of your yoga teacher telling you, while you're in Warrior two, your is telling you, imagine you're a warrior, you're a fighter and you're a seer. Or when you are in standing forward fold, And your teacher is telling you, imagine looking at the reflection in the pond between your feet. So imagine you look in the pond at your reflection. Well, These things are uh, tools to help you imagining or to, to train your imagination. Even if you aren't aware of when this happens in your yoga practice, yoga helps to train your imagination. Think of all the imagery and the experiences during your yoga and also during in your meditation practices, if you think of your learning journey, think of your learning journey, and think if your think of if your teacher has, has ever well, <laughs> has ever asked you to invent an example of something that you've just learned, of a word or maybe grammar rule or maybe a structure. They ask you for examples, and maybe they ask you to use it in a sentence, maybe they ask you to draw it, but they do this to train your imagination so that when the correct context comes up in real life, you can use your imagination to create the correct sentence or that you can create the correct uh, structure, that you can use the word correct in context without the help of your teacher or an exercise. So, imagination helps you to um, process new information faster to create memories. But, like I said, it does help you to to create or to, to cultivate more of this skill to imagine things and create memories and to make things your own. Your imagination can help you also to visualize how you would feel after you've achieved your learning goals. It can help you to simply take a moment to visualize a new word or an image of a piece of information which will help you to increase your understanding. So imagining new knowledge in a visual way can help you absorb it. And for more abstract ideas, imagining the concept in real life can help us relate better to what we are learning. Then, number seven is the ability to accept. The ability to accept. How often, as a yoga practitioner, how often have you fallen out of tree pose? Or as a yoga teacher, how often have you mixed up left and and right and how did you respond to these tiny errors at the start these things could have been frustrating maybe a little bit annoying maybe you were disappointed with yourself but i bet that yoga has helped you to learn to accept these little errors tiny errors because they really don't mean anything yoga really gives us the the ability to accept the present the what is and the what isn't. It helps you to be comfortable with the mistakes of the things that you would like to be different. So it teaches you not to judge yourself, not to judge yourself for the, not to judge yourself for the fact that you might make more human errors in the future because we are human we're not robots we're not yogic robots either we will make mistakes they are inevitable so yoga can show you how you can accept things that you want to change first so that you can take control and then turn them into learning opportunities right so the ability to accept we're learning how to accept mistakes to accept where we are to accept that we don't have all the answers or that we are as knowledgeable yet but it's okay it's going to come so this is patience and acceptance a little bit together so to summarize seven ways yoga helps you learn new things number one is focus number two commitment number three immersion number four patience number five listening number six power of imagination, and number seven, the ability to accept. So these are the skills that yoga develops and which I believe are extremely valuable for improving the quality of any type of learning, especially learning languages. And I would really love to know from you, for those that are watching, how yoga has taught you to... Not how yoga has told you. Have you ever thought about these ways, the the things that yoga offers you to make your learning more uh, enjoyable or effective or productive? And let me know your thoughts and how you feel. So... I would really love to know your takeaways from this, what you have learned. And I also want to know if you're going to use any of these things and pay attention to them in the future. And I want to invite you to a free webinar. I'm hosting a free webinar on the 3rd of November. And in this webinar, I will share how to overcome imposter syndrome. So procrastination and postponing your tasks and your uh, wishes and how to hold yourself accountable for your learning journey because very often when we are learning something new there's a lot of self-doubt, there's a lot of fear, there are a lot of obstacles on our ways or on our paths. So in this webinar, I'm going to share how to overcome imposter syndrome and hold yourself accountable for your learning journey. If you are interested, it's on the 3rd of November. So I think it's about three weeks from now, but you can already sign up. And for those that are listening to this on the podcast, go to engayunite.com and you will find the link there as well. Or just shoot me a message on Instagram and Facebook and I can send it to you there. If you have questions later on, just send me a message and I will get back to you as soon as I can. I am going to love you and leave you right now. Have a great rest of your day and I will see you all very, very soon again. Any questions, just send me a message. If you feel inspired and like what you learned today, I'd love for you to leave a review. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us at Enga Unite. Join the community and become a member of the Teach Yoga in English support group on Facebook. Practice, rest, repeat and all will come.